to another episode of Nice After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. Find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin, and you can find me on the Dynasty After Dark YouTube channel. Uh, if you listen to this on Spotify, we do have YouTube. It's available If you're watching on YouTube, it's available on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere podcasts are found. While you're over there, if you don't mind, just dropping a comment, leaving a like, anything like that, leaving a subscription review, whatever it is, just trying to grow the podcast for you guys. So, been a lot of content the last couple of weeks trying to grow the podcast and, you know, just keep it going. So if you like what we're doing, let us know over on Twitter, on YouTube, anywhere over there. So that said, today I'm excited. I got another bonus episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about where Lamar will play in 2023. So this is a controversial topic right now because, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson was tagged with the non-exclusive franchise tag. And what does that really mean? So for everybody out there, if you haven't been paying attention or you you don't know all the details or you're only getting half the story or something like that, let me break it down really quickly for you. So last week, the Baltimore Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. It's a little bit less money than the exclusive rights franchise tag. I think it's $32 million versus $45 that you'd be getting paid for one year, fully guaranteed regardless. But... Now, with the non-exclusive, only the Ravens can play Lamar Jackson. Nobody else can talk to him this year. And with the non-exclusive, with the exclusive tag, only the Ravens can play him. Non-exclusive, anybody can sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet. Now, the history between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they've been trying to extend him for about two years now, I think, and nothing has gotten done. The Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray contracts having such high guarantees have really kind of thrown things off where supposedly all Lamar Jackson wants is a fully guaranteed contract, but you know, it's not necessarily true. Stephen Smith, Stephen A came out on ESPN and said that he heard from Lamar Jackson's camp that he doesn't want a fully guaranteed contract. So there's a lot up in the air that we don't exactly know. So let's look at it for two things real quick. So first off, everyone's talking about collusion and everything like that. It looks weird when every team within an hour comes out and says, we're not going to explore Lamar Jackson. He's a good player. I understand some of the the risks around him. You know, he's gotten injured the last couple seasons. There's a very real possibility that if Lamar was on a long-term contract last year, though, he would have come back for the playoffs. There's, you know, he didn't have he didn't have the money, so maybe he didn't want to risk his future. I understand that. So there's a possibility Lamar could have been back last year. Second major injury concern. Well, he haven't really seen it through the air too much just yet. But it's Greg Roman, man. He's had him the entire time of his career as a starter for Baltimore. Basically, I think the first year, the rookie season there, he didn't really have Greg Roman, but they also haven't had amazing weapons around him. I know Mark Andrews is really, really good. I like Rashad Bateman. I like Hollywood Brown, but they've never really put out a full wide receiver core or pass catching core for this team. You couple that with Greg Romans, it's just not going to be conducive for a good passing game. That's not what Greg Romans does. He never has. And, you know, that's just the trend of his career. So there's a very real possibility that in 2023, we could see the maturation of Lamar Jackson as a passer in Baltimore if he comes back there and if he signs his contract there. But 
you know, it's still a little bit of a risk. It's up in the air. We don't know for sure. So there's those major issues. The other one that I've heard thrown around nonstop is that, oh, he wants a fully guaranteed contract. How do we know that? See, this is the the one thing that does annoy me with this. Oh, we're not going to go and, and show any interest in Lamar Jackson. You don't even know what he wants. He could want a two-year deal for 40 million, like 80 million guaranteed. That you know, that that would be possibly what he would want. And we have no idea at this point in time because Lamar Jackson and is I guess he's just not interesting to a lot of these teams. Now, I don't believe that personally. I think that a lot of these guys are probably doing some due diligence, but one of the big things to keep in mind is if they do sign Lamar Jackson to a contract, the non-exclusive tag gives Baltimore Ravens a right to match any contract, including how they structure and frame the contract. So, you know, if you offer Lamar Jackson a 250 fully guaranteed contract, 250 million fully guaranteed contract, and, you know, you're paying them 100 million fully guaranteed in year one. So you can space that other 150 million over the next three years, four years, or whatever it is. Well, Baltimore would have to match that as well. And they can't just, you know, restructure his contract after he gets brought back. They have to match and you know, guarantee the contract that he's offered by another team, which is interesting. So if they let him walk, though, they'd get the first round pick from whatever team that signs him and a future first round pick as well. So there's a few teams that takes out of the running completely like, um, for example, this isn't really one of them, but the Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins, they can't sign until after the draft. For example, there's, you know, there's a few other teams out there that don't have first, but they would not be able to sign Lamar Jackson. Now, looking through this, because I'm an engineer, I like logic and I like to break things down. There's only a couple teams that realistically could make an offer sheet that the Baltimore Ravens would not be able to match. You know, I'm looking at it very roughly, really quickly, uh, because Baltimore would have five days to match whatever contract Lamar Jackson was given, right? So as of right now, the Baltimore Ravens can get up to $56 million if they restructure all their guys without cutting a single player. They can get up to $56 million in cap space, which puts them about $6 million behind the Atlanta Falcons at second. Easily puts the Baltimore Ravens in, in third place for all of the NFL teams. What are you going to offer him in a year one contract? You'd have to offer him $60 million fully guaranteed in year one for the the Baltimore Ravens to not be able to match that, right? Now you can make it so that, you know, you could offer him 40 million fully guaranteed in year 1, 45 million, so that even if the Ravens got up to 56, they have very very little left, you know. And maybe you front load it, you put 50 million in in year 1 and year 2, you know, and then the back half of the contract is a little bit cheaper and that really puts a squeeze on the Baltimore Ravens to the point where Maybe they don't want to match that at that point in time, but it's very, very tricky to create a contract where they just simply cannot match the said team, right? So I think only the Atlanta Falcons could do that right now. And, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, it would be a very, very good um, offer by them because they'd have to give up the number eight overall pick. And, you know, maybe they do a 40 million fully guaranteed over the first three years and then back it off or whatever it could be. And they give up the number eight overall pick, their 2024 first. And it could be very interesting. Baltimore or the Atlanta Falcons, they could 
you know, increase their salary cap as well going forward. But I just don't see it as a realistic possibility that anyone is going to create a contract that the Ravens just cannot match. And there's a lot of rumor out there that they're just going to match whatever contract they get offered by any team, right? So, you know, as long as they can make it work, they're going to do it. Now, what does that mean, though, for Lamar Jackson and his future? First off, I don't think it means that the Baltimore Ravens are going to match any contract. You know, like I said, if you're going to create a contract where it's fully guaranteed for, you know, for $200 million and it's four years or something like this, right? We're just going to throw some hypothetical numbers out there. Not even necessarily something that that is on the table. You know, I think a lot of the owners don't want to do fully guaranteed contracts. They could do something like a Kyler contract or um, even Daniel Jones, more guarantees and everything like that. But the Baltimore Ravens, they're in a little bit of a pickle uh, for their salary cap moving forward, you know, in 2023, they're with Lamar Jackson on on the books. They are just a little bit under the salary cap right now. Two million, they can make that work. They can get up to like 25 million again, like I mentioned by restructuring a lot of these guys. But in 2024, they really don't have a ton of cap space available to them at this point in time. Um, if you look at it as of right now, they've got $90 million for next year. I don't think that that's with a, a rollover of $40 million from this year. That's not going to happen. Um, so, you know, you take that down to $15 million. They're going to sign a bunch of guys here this offseason. They're going to restructure, work the contracts, and things like that. So it's going to go up from there, right? And with the salary cap being $235 million and they're already at 185, that's going to be tough for them to, without any more additions now, to have a lot of cap flexibility next year. So again, you make a fully guaranteed, let's say it's a, it's a four year contract for 200 million fully guaranteed and you're paying a hundred million over the first two years. That's very, very difficult for the Baltimore Ravens to match. Now, again, I don't think that there's going to be a fully guaranteed contract, but at that point in time, you have to look if you're Baltimore and say, is it worth it for us to, you know, go after Lamar Jackson and match any contract? Or do we take the number eight overall pick and a 2024 first round pick? I fully believe that Lamar Jackson is going to be back as a Raven in 2023. They're probably going to try and franchise tag him again next year. And at that point, I could see Lamar Jackson holding out completely. I don't believe that he's going to hold out in 2023. I think he's going to play out this one. Um, he'll come back next year. He'll count against the the Baltimore Ravens salary cap next year, which is going to be even worse. Again, they can't really add a lot of guys. They're at $190 million for next year, 2024. Without Lamar Jackson, they only have 33 signed players. That's a very, very large problem. You have a lot of holes that you need to fill, and when you're paying that many guys that much money, that's tough, right? That is that is very, very tough. So um, he could definitely hold them hostage a lot more in 2024. And again, maybe that's where it's a little bit more interesting to go and get those two first-round picks. But they could also you know, sign him to a contract that they work out and then trade him to another team as well. So there's a lot of, of, of play, but I do believe that Lamar Jackson is going to be back with the Baltimore Ravens in 2023, 2024. It's going to be up in the air, but I think that 
he they're probably going to franchise tag him again next year. He's going to hold out and hold them hostage a little bit that way as well. Because the one thing is, as of right now, he has not signed the franchise tag, but that $32 million from the 2023 franchise tag is held against the Baltimore Ravens salary cap. We have free agency next week. They would love to get that, you know, that money off the books um, that they could either, you know, if they weren't going to have Lamar Jackson, they'd have a lot more money available to them. But, you know, until you sign that contract, you can't even work around a lot of stuff. You have to be, you can't really go after a ton of free agents just because you have to work around the salary cap implications. Now, they would love to have Lamar Jackson for a long contract, and maybe if Lamar Jackson does not get something on the open market from this non-exclusive tag, it's possible, but I just don't see a lot of teams going out there and offering Lamar Jackson a massive contract and giving up two firsts. Not yet. I think that it could be something that happens maybe draft day, like the Indianapolis Colts, for example. They have a lot of money in the next couple of years, but as of right now, they're actually pretty cash poor. Um, they can cut, you know, they can cut Matt Ryan. Maybe that's one thing that they're going to do to create a lot of money. I, they can create $17 million right there. Um that would create a lot of available that puts them up to up to 20 million already. Um, or sorry, it puts them up to yeah, 20 million in cap space just by doing that. They can restructure some other guys on the team, bring back some of their other vets as well. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden you restructure just a couple of guys on this team and you're already at 60 million available cap space. The number four overall pick, it's very, very interesting for this team. I think that, you know, if a team was going to go get Lamar Jackson, the Indianapolis Colts makes a lot of sense, and it all depends on draft day. You know, if the Arizona Cardinals trade out of the number three overall pick, with Carolina trading up to one, you know it's going to be quarterback one and two at this point in time. If the Cardinals trade out of three, it's more than likely going to be one, two, three quarterback. And then at that point, you're Indy. You know, are you trading up with with the Panthers to go and get number one and get your guy? Or are you just going to trade the number four overall pick in a 2025 or 2024 first round pick to go get Lamar Jackson? You offer him a massive contract. And at that point, the Ravens, again, like I said, matching the contract isn't necessarily the end all be all. That could be very interesting for them because then you get your number four guy. Maybe the number four guy is their number one guy because of all the controversy with the quarterbacks this year. Let's say that Will Levis is there for, or, you know, maybe even CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, one of these guys, Anthony Richardson's there at four. You get a new rookie contract for a quarterback. You get to replace Lamar. The fan base might not love it, but I think a lot of the, the Baltimore Ravens fans are feeling a little slighted by Lamar Jackson at this point in time. They want him to be a Raven long-term. And if he's just not going to play ball with the team, I think that's going to burn people a lot more than people give it credit for. So I think Lamar Jackson at this point in time is going to be a Baltimore Raven and the only team I could see really doing something would be the the Atlanta Falcons or the Indianapolis Colts, and they're the only ones. I think that nobody else is really going to be able to, again, make an offer that's going to be compelling or give up a couple of first-round picks that's also compelling as well. So, you know, as of right now, he's going to be a Raven in 2023. 2024, that's to be determined. But, yeah, again, I think they're going to tag him one more time, and, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But for fantasy-wise... 
Lamar Jackson, I don't think his value has changed at all. They are bringing in Todd Monken, so they're going to be trying to expand this offense a little bit more. Monken is a little bit known for uh, his his good years with um, Jameis Winston down in Tampa Bay. So there's a lot of potential there that they could open up this offense in the receiving options as well. And maybe that's something that could be more compelling to Lamar than a Greg Roman offense where he's just run, 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 and then pass on, you know, once every four plays or something, you know. Um, so I think that Todd Monken's going to help this. Mark Andrews is still going to be a stud with Lamar Jackson. I think Rashad Bateman is being slept on quite a bit. So go and get invest in those guys because of all this uncertainty. And, you know, there's a very, very real possibility. And even if they don't bring Lamar back, they're going to go and get one of those young guys. They're going to get a high pick in this upcoming draft. And whether it's by trade or, you know, by just simply staying at four and getting a guy, they're going to get another quarterback to replace Lamar Jackson. So, um, yeah, don't panic on these options just yet. I think Mark Andrews is still a top three dynasty tight end. Rashad Bateman still has the p- potential to break out as a stud wide receiver. So let me know your thoughts over on Twitter, on YouTube. Like you're, like I said earlier, if you're there, please leave a subscription. Tell the podcast to one of your friends. We're just trying to grow it organically with you guys. Hit us up with any comments or any questions you might have. And yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us. So thank you guys for listening. Have a good night.